Okay. Uh, All right. So yeah, I can, not, we're not going to hear your stomach growling in the middle of the. Episode. But you might too. Well, uh, Sally's not, <laughs> Sally's not going to be back for a long time, so I've got I've All got right. quite a while. All right. Well, you've got that big foamy thing on your microphone that you could eat if you need to. Okay. I didn't realize it was edible, but I will give it a go. <laughs> Anything's edible if you chew hard enough. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mr. McSwiftface. And I'm Steve, and this is Fireside Swift. How's it going, Ben? It's going really well, thank you very much. Um, since I was on last, I've uh, well, last time I was on, I was actually about to start a job that I really didn't want to go into. I don't know if you remember, it was a job for BP. I don't know if okay, I said that. Okay, yep, I remember that. Yeah, And it was, uh, yeah, I was really, really dreading it because it was going from mm-hmm. part-time remote. You, to you accepted that job, right? Yeah, I hate doing this, but I did accept the job. And yeah. uh, as you may notice, I didn't actually end up taking the job. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember that. So what happened? Oh, man, it was just, it's one of those things, and we'll get into it later. But I just, I was kind of, I was up against a wall, and I didn't have any mm-hmm. good job offers for a little, like, quite a while. And mm-hmm. then this one came along, and I had to take it. And the recruiter was being, like, pressuring me. And <laughs> so I just took it. Um, you, got bullied really, into t- you got bullied into taking a job oh darn i know so many people that would love that situation <laughs> it was it was like i was like i know i said I, I said to him i know i'm going to hate it i'll start it and i'll just yeah. and i'll resent having taken this job because it's monday to friday having to commute into regent street which is like i would go an hour and a bit to the station and then cycle for about half an hour to get to the uh, office every single day and mm-hmm. it would just take it out of me so um yep. Uh, Zach had actually I was just I was dreading that I had my honeymoon coming up and then I get a tweet Mm. from Zach and he's mentioned me in a post from Janina who you had on the show Mm-hmm. a while back and he'd said and her tweet was something along the lines of we're looking for i uh a new ios developer to join our team at adidas mm-hmm. um you know let me know because she's got what? a fair few followers you mean adidas yeah all right yeah <laughs> yeah um, do you actually pronounce it adidas like yeah adidas yeah it's uh wow. it's adidas in the company as well so i think i'm kind of on my own here well, but that's funny because okay so like nike is very similar like no Nike's most everybody <laughs> most everyone <laughs> pronounces it nike so i guess the uk just like uh or people in the uk just pronounce things wrong so yeah, you're aware that we say nike then i know yeah because i mean yeah, I, yeah. i've done a lot of work for nike Nike, and so it's like nike. yes like i've worked with people in the uk and they, they pronounce it nike it's like what are you doing <laughs> all right so it's a uk thing obviously you know that you pronounce things wrong so we can just move on from that real quick adidas adidas, adidas. <laughs> yeah um it's, it's actually named after the founders and the first yep. part of it stands for adolf interestingly yep. fun fact i do um, remember that yeah so uh <laughs> really I'm, I'm amazed i don't think anyone knew that so um yeah i uh zach tagged me in and said there's this tweet that says looking for ios developers so i said like kind of jokingly with emojis and things just oh maybe you might be interested in uh i I could be interested if it could be full-time from london 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and she got back to me a little while later saying, well, you know, maybe we could look into it. Send me your CV and your details. And we went from there, went back and forth. She did, We had one phone interview with Janina where she just asked me just various iOS technical questions and things, nothing uh, too algorithm-based. Um, we got on really well, I thought. And, yeah, and I was offered the job. So I was able to email back the recruiter that I didn't like and say... <laughs> Uh, I'm really no I'm not really sorry but uh, I'm afraid I'm not going to be um, going on continuing with this this job um, and then I blocked his email because I didn't want to see the reply the, what you blocked <laughs> um, I just couldn't bring myself I felt uh, so bad you about it you shouldn't burn bridges that sounds like you are immediately burning the bridge like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have like the thing was that bridge I think there's nothing I could have said and he was he he wasn't I really didn't like this guy so (laughs) I I was kind of happy to do it because yeah I kind of got to stick it in his face and be like this is what you get for like bullying (laughs) me um making me take a job I didn't want anyway so yeah so it's been great um I went on my honeymoon got back mid-September and since then I've been working um for Adidas as a freelance ios developer working monday to friday from my office it's in my garden occasionally from my bed occasionally from my (laughs) settee um and then uh every so often i have to go well have to i get to go to amsterdam and visit their office which is really nice office and i and get they're really good people it's like a little startup in there um and yeah i've done that once so that was um middle of last month i'm going to go back in the start of february and then try and go every month from then on that's great um i'm absolutely loving it i'm so happy working for them and uh yeah it could have been the complete opposite and it's just all worked (laughs) out to my perfect advantage and i get paid in euros so (laughs) that kind of if the economy goes down well actually the worst the 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 pound does the more i get paid which is the like a little bit of irony there that's Um, true but in which it has gone down since the election so oh that's know. funny <laughs> yeah it's been great uh, and you get to, and you get to work with janina so i mean that's like a win-win oh, win right there yeah yeah she'll she'll probably listen so i uh i'll, I'll get a bit nervous about what i can say but um <laughs> so tell us tell us what you hate about your boss <laughs> yeah t- okay what do i hate about you? <laughs> where do i start um <laughs> oh that's awesome uh, no she's lovely she's 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 the nicest. She's probably the, like the nicest uh, kind of iOS developer, and certainly she's our team lead as well. Mm-hmm. And she's just amazing to work, I guess, for and with. And she's, I, yeah, I, I'm her. She's my main contact, so we talk every day, and just always, always happy to help. Always making sure that I'm okay and that I'm happy with things. It's good at kind of giving me feedback when I need, when I've done things wrong and things like that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I couldn't really be happier. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm sensing a theme. If, if you come on Fireside Swift, that means you are an amazing developer that should work together. <laughs> well, she's an amazing developer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm an average developer pretending to be an okay developer. <laughs> Wait, is average worse than okay? or is um, o- I- Average. Oh, okay. Pretending to be a good developer. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, great. We've got a good team. It's, it's a really nice awesome. place to work. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm yeah. happy for you. 
Uh, Thank so you very much. Are you still freelance with that, or is that are you full time? Like, is this a full time job? Like, are you full time employed? It's yeah, it's freelance. So um, it is until let's say about maybe May or so. Okay. Um, okay. I can't really go into the details of gotcha. what part. But of that's the app when I'm the contract on. would end, and then of course with freelance, you're hoping to like renew the contract or not, depending on you know. Yeah, they, which, they do. If it. you enjoy the job. They do it quarterly, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, it, yeah, I have the option to say no, but they, they recently extended until the end of February. Oh. So, of course, they knew that I would say yes because they know, <laughs> they, I think they know that I'm enjoying it. And they seem to like Good. having me there. They they give me the biggest compliment is them saying, cool. oh, it's, it's not like you're an external developer. It's like you're an internal. Everyone seems to know you and like you, even though you only come up on Skype. So that's, oh, for me, is yeah, like you- the sign that it's gone well. Yeah, you've got you've got them fooled, don't you? Yeah, completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, how things your end then? You you've got a similar situation going on here? Yeah, well, I mean, I recently uh left my job at uh, at Event Farm and uh so now I am full-time freelance. Uh you know, something we should probably talk about at some point in time. because uh, <laughs> uh, you got a little more experience with that than I do. Uh it's, a, it's still a little scary for me, although things have been going pretty well. Uh but uh yeah, I'm having a blast working for for Lambda School. So, uh I've got uh I just I don't know, two months now underneath my belt there and it just feels right being back in teaching. I I, I love it. Wow. So like you might you might you might not want to talk about it, but how how does it compare financially to being an iOS developer full time? Oh, if, if, like, obviously no one knows what you made before anyway yeah. but in kind of comparison to your life do you feel I, like you're about as well off like so i i think the answer is i don't know yet it just hasn't okay. been long enough um yeah and i i back i mean basic math with everything because like i haven't figured out taxes quite yet i mean like it's one thing i'm like you know the employer in the u.s the employer pays a lot of taxes and when you freelance you also have you have to pay those taxes now yeah yeah but that doesn't happen immediately it's like when you file for your taxes and whatnot that's you have to like set money aside to be able to to go towards that um, and it's that can an get really confusing experience. and it could also, it's like a lot of hidden costs. So, mm-hmm. uh, because it's so new to me and I'm still just getting the swing of things. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, but, uh, it looks like I am making less right now in my basic, <laughs> you know, uh, back of the napkin math. Uh, it, it seems like I'm making less, but uh, I definitely feel better, and I enjoy what I'm doing more. And it feels like there's more opportunities, more possibilities. Um, well, which I yeah. love. Yeah, I mean that's ultimately that's the most important thing is that you enjoy what you're doing. I was kind mm-hmm. of I was toying with leaving uh, freelancing before I got this job because I didn't like the idea of having to do a job like BT um, mm-hmm. or BP, sorry, because I just, yeah. it, it wasn't what suited me as a developer and as a person. It would have probably made yeah. me unhappy yet. I kind of felt like I had to take it even yeah. though the money would be better. So if you found something that you can do freelance, that the, the finance side of things doesn't really matter anywhere near yeah. as much as if you're actually enjoying it. Yeah. 
Well, what's, what scares me is I, I do live in one of the most expensive parts of the world. I mean, it's, it's not just the United States. It's it's very, very, very expensive to live in uh, Venice. Uh, not Venice, Italy. Venice, California. Venice, Venice Beach, um, is it? Yeah, Venice Beach. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. And, and very, very expensive. And so I don't intend to move. <laughs> but, you know, there's a part of me that's like, well, you know, do I, I don't, I don't need to live here anymore. Like I, I love the weather. I love the people. I love, you know, just, just the culture of this area. Uh, but what's interesting is with the, the work that I'm doing now, I don't, I don't have to live here. Um, so there's like an interesting side to this where it's like, you know, who knows, who knows what the future holds. Do you, do you have the option to like, uh, go and do, uh, little projects every here, here and there for other companies, do a bit of freelancing like oh, Sean totally. Allen was doing for a while. Cause that's yeah, yeah. that. Obviously, the, the day rates or the hourly rates, I think you get over there, are higher than over here, and that's just, you could oh, yeah. probably do a bit of both here and there, and yeah, yeah, and do quite yeah well. absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's basically what I'm doing. I, I, I'm working for Lambda, but I'm also augmenting with other freelance gigs. So awesome! Yeah, it sounds, yeah, yeah. living li- living the iOS developer dream. Yeah, yeah, kind of feels that way. <laughs> so um, we, we're pretty much uh, touching on the topic already. Should we kind of just segue no, no, into No, we're it? not. We're totally not topic, t- touching on the topic yet. Not that no. I know what the topic I don't know is. What, you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Don't know. Don't know. You have to do a really <laughs> awkward segue to get there, I guess. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to do a very awkward segue now. <laughs> All right. So before we get into that, uh, let's spend a little time talking about our sponsor this week, which is Sentry. Sentry is an open source framework that you can add to your code that can help you detect crashes and other misbehaviors that happen within your apps. Because sometimes you just need to ship that code. And when you ship that code, it's very possible that you missed something that you forgot like uh, just just you know that that little thing that uh just wrecks your day um (laughs) however uh you could add sentry which is uh available for ios android web and actually native uh you know other native uh chipsets as well which is really cool they've added a lot of new features with uh new platforms you can you can work with sentry um it's free it's easy to add to your code base and uh, it's extremely powerful. Uh, it does have a ton of premium features as well, which are awesome, but they do cost money. If you decide you want to use some of those premium features, definitely use our promo code, Fireside Swift, all one word, Fireside Swift. Uh, just go to Sentry.io. That'll get you $100 off a new account. So thank you, Sentry, for sponsoring Fireside Swift. All right, Ben. Uh, we do before we move into our oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> our topic, which you are so eager to get to. Um, <laughs> we should cover a little bit of follow up because uh, you know that's you know this is the time for it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So first off, uh, at Dev J Mitchell, Jason Mitchell from Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, he said, "Hey, Fireside Swift, I just left an update to my review to see if your App Store review aggregator works." I ch- so I checked the review the updated review went through on Saturday it looks like our aggregator um will aggregate reviews on Sunday uh and it didn't catch your review 
So, <laughs> so we've got an answer then. <laughs> well, I don't know. If th- I, like that. Like I, I want more than just one, and I also want more than like. Is it possible that the aggregator ran? before I, it's supposed to run on sunday but like i don't know where the overlap is or i don't, mm. I don't know if there's like there's two it's too close of a call so i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna wait at least one more week to see if we get jason's review um otherwise uh i think i'm gonna have to call it um that <laughs> this aggregator doesn't work anymore and we just got to cancel our subscription uh but i would love to see more uh like i mean obviously i'd love to see more reviews but um uh, it just helps to see if this actually works uh particularly a brand new review so jason's review was a an updated review and i checked the podcast app and it's there i and it, it's on top of everybody else's so it's like a new review to me um but yeah it uh does not look like our aggregator works anymore which uh which really does not bode well for anybody (laughs) who wants to leave a review and get a shout out in anywhere else (laughs) with the united states Um, did you put anything interesting in the update or was it literally just amended uh let's oh i have it open still uh basically yeah, he's he's at PS. So he his Where's this Mr. is so he gets a shout out right now. Yeah, it's enough. Good idea. yeah, we got we got to shout him out. Uh, two guys talking about Swift is the title. Five stars. Uh, I hear you guys need some more reviews. Dot dot more reviews. Dot dot dot. Here's another five star review for you. I enjoy listening to Fireside Swaft. It's definitely one of my <laughs> my top fifty Swift slash iOS podcasts for sure. We made the top fifty. Sweet. <laughs> uh, but then here's the addition. So this is the real shout out right. right here. P.S. Here's an update to my review to see if your App Store review aggregator works. So, there we go. Oh, got it. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks, Jason. <laughs> uh, and it does say Saturday on there, so I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I have no idea. Well, there's nothing in there about me. I, I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There was another. It was a, a PSS or is it PPS? I don't know. Yeah, PPS. Uh, yeah, that. That Ben guy, uh, Mr. McSwiftface, yeah. don't don't let him on the show again. Oh, um, good. <laughs> as I left it out because I wanted to save your feelings. I'm the better Ben. I can't believe you got another one on. But, well, <laughs> he was really good though. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this is why you're back on. Like we need to do uh, a side by side comparison. Oh, so God. pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Just go back and forth. It's because he wasn't available. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's my he's my boss now too. So you know. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> he has asked that these he has Does asked he to come on again so he's yeah he's we're gonna have to get oh, him on oh again. god okay yeah. hi ben uh, <laughs> keep off my ground yeah <laughs> uh do you want to read the next one? Oh, oh man okay um <laughs> yeah okay it's point now. from uh matt mm, how are you going with that Krug- krukerberg krukerberg Crockberg. Um anyway. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one one of those. Um Crockberg. I'm gonna move this over to the screen that's in front of me rather than miles <laughs> away. Okay. Um I, I've been in a rut lately and had a spark of imagination after watching Sean Allen Dev video. I'm not looking I'm not looking to be the next fireside swift, but I'm looking for someone that's had trouble uh, getting going and is willing to try um a di- try a different way to learn. Swift iOS dev SoCal. Do you know what SoCal means? Uh, (laughs) California? (laughs) 
<laughs> so California, yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, yes. uh, okay. yeah so, and then California, no, Southern California. Um, I'm looking, for, so I'm looking, I'm looking for someone that's had trouble getting going. What, yeah, what does he so, mean by this? I was reading it and not really taking it That's why I put in. it in here. Because I was like, Matt, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You're not looking to be the next Fireside Swift, but... So does that mean we have competition from you? <laughs> so uh, is he saying that he wants to start a podcast? That's what it sounds like. he's looking for someone like in Zach's position that was kind of not an iOS developer, but is learning, and then he's yeah. going to re. Basically, he is trying to be the next Fireside Swift, according to this. Or, I think, the, yeah, which is great. Honestly, like I think that's awesome. So, if anybody is out there that is interested in doing this vague, not Fireside Swift, uh, you know, get in touch with Matt. It's uh, at Matt Kruckenberg. It's a M A T T K R. U C K E B E R G. Who knows what he's looking for? But uh, he's got this uh, pseudo Tinder profile out here on on uh, on Twitter, and uh, you know, let's 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 see what we can do for him. It's an awesome idea because like um, Swift over coffee aren't back yet, and there's I definitely have a lack of good um, Swift podcasts to listen to at the moment. So yeah, the more the merrier, really. I'd like to do one yeah. myself at some point. Well, and, and, you know, Zach mentions this a lot, and, you know, I could, I could say it too. Like, I've learned so much doing this podcast. Uh, things that I would be afraid to learn or just, like, yeah, at least afraid to talk about. And But mm. it's, it's crazy what you learn when you're forced to talk about it. Yeah. It's the best way to learn, isn't it? Uh-huh. And As I, you're finding I now. T- I can't tell you how many times... Um, I would be uh, working, particularly when I um, had team members working with me on the same apps, and uh, they a question would come up, and I'd go, oh, yeah, we actually talked about this last episode. I know exactly what you're talking about, and by the way, X, Y, and Z. Like, That's so awesome. It. Yeah, that yeah, well, happens so many times. That whole solid uh, one that we did, it was it was a bit of a mess when <laughs> when we actually <laughs> tried to cover it in like in an hour. But I I was constantly referring back to that every every day. I mm-hmm. I consider those values when writing code. It's really really helped me out. Like seriously. Yeah, no, it's it's huge. So Matt, uh, fully support you, and uh, let's see if we can get you uh, somebody or multiple somebodies to uh, to help you in your Swift journey. Absolutely, and it, yeah, it sounds like you're in in Southern California. So uh, you know, if you're if you're near LA, you know, uh, let's let's figure out a time, have coffee or something like that, and figure something out. Wow, cool! Yeah. And one last one. Yeah, one last one. Okay, so. I'm not going to read this out loud because it's really just a a tweet from Fireside, but I wanted to just uh, reference, you know, thank you to the community uh, for uh, those of you who voted for us for the Swift, sorry, not the Swift Community Awards, the uh, Seift Community Awards. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, um, somebody uh, who has access to the Fireside Swift account uh, tweeted um, the Seift Community Awards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, or is it hack, hack sorry hacking with sieft community awards yeah yeah anyways um <laughs> thank you for voting for us uh we still can't dethrone sundell uh he's still the king uh but maybe next year did, I say, I, did you just mention that it was also second place you got the silver medal we did get the silver medal medal <laughs> yeah we got the silver medal last year as well um oh. although 
it looks was... like Marco is is coming up quick though. Um, it was uh, the three that were mentioned by Paul. It was uh, Sundell, us, and uh, Under the Radar. So um, yeah, Underscore and Marco are uh, catching up to us, and I mean they already have uh, so much success that uh, Under the we can't Radar let them have any more. Under the Radar, yeah. Does that count? I it guess it got, counts. Yeah, it's it's it it made it the uh, the the list. Yeah, I guess it does. I never really considered it alongside kind of iOS developer community podcasts, but I guess it is. It's it's. I mean, it's a podcast about iOS development. Some <laughs> just, it, I don't, they don't. I thought they just kind of talked. I haven't listened to it in a while actually, but um, yeah, maybe I should get back into it. I'm, yeah, I guess it is. It's not I as mean, much teaching. Marco as more keeps talking about Objective C, but uh, I mean, the, mm. the point is they do talk about iOS development, oftentimes like design and things like that. So it's like yeah. a different thing than like it's not as technical as you know Fireside Swift is, but yeah, or, or Sundell for sure. Like it's yeah. extremely technical. Um, but yeah, you know, it's uh, it does fit. You know, it's an iOS development podcast. Yeah. I forgot about it, to be honest. I'm going to have to start listening to it again. Yeah. Um, so, But don't vote for them in the community awards. You know? No, I did vote for you. Not, not the hacking with Sieft uh, community <laughs> awards. Yeah, you, you'd always get my vote. That's one of the few things that I can be bothered to actually vote for. You, des- you deserve first place next year. Next year. Next year will be it. I think part of the problem is um, the community awards always come around thanksgiving and zach and i always take one week off around that time so we just like kill our ability to to ask people to vote for us <laughs> you don't uh, really took... you don't really hammer it too much either do you like no we don't neither... yeah we should but go door to door i feel like we would win if we went door to door leafleting yeah definitely or at least like, make yeah. some sort of bot to do it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just all of a sudden you've got 10 million <laughs> votes <laughs> next year we'll get it next year <laughs> we'll hack hacking with swift there you right. go that's how we do it <laughs> <laughs> all right so ben <sighs> yes steve so you uh you live in england right i do yeah uh mm. there's a lot of horses in england right <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I see horses. Every, everybody frequently. like you. Have, you have a horse. Your neighbors have a horse. Uh, well, like, not. Like, every, everybody's got a horse, right? Well, my, my wife did have a horse. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, not even a joke. But she has her family had horses. No, it makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah we've all got yeah. We got to get yeah. to work. You got to get to work. Um, and then like every so often, there's you have those duels, right? Like um, I think they call it jousting. Jousting. Um, yeah, yeah. That's right. I know, it's yeah. Like, that's how you settle your differences um, there. I know it's it's very strange to us in the states, but um, I thought everyone had joustings. To be honest, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Us, we um, okay. We duel with guns, so you oh, know, okay. I think yeah. Yours is a bit more less civilized. Honorable. Yeah, you use a, yeah. a lance instead of a a gun, right? <laughs> that that's that's right. Yeah, it's called a lance. Yeah. Lance, how much yeah. did you? How much did you pay for your lance? <sighs> god nothing actually it was given to me so it was a freelance <laughs> yes it's freelance well done <laughs> is that off the top of your head yeah freelance. Oh, god. so we should probably talk about your freelance i'm glad game. you didn't ask me what that was called because i probably wouldn't have known it was called a lance <laughs> and that would have gone on a while 
um yeah so yeah yeah let's talk about freelancing let's talk about freelancing i mean you already alluded to it earlier in the episode yeah i almost gave the game away almost <laughs> it's in the descriptions you gave, now you gave them the ball and you let the goal open <laughs> <laughs> the game was completely given away yeah um, true. sorry everyone that's all good it's all good all right so i picked this topic because i knew you were coming on and i know you've been freelancing for a while i'm just starting and uh you know it's 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 crazy for me uh i mean literally i have worked like full-time jobs since i got out of college like or and even in college i was basically working (laughs) full-time jobs um so this is completely new to me having contracts and like designated end times and like having to go search for contracts and so on and so forth so i wanted to pick your brain i figured this would be a really interesting discussion um with you've got you know having experience with this and and me diving into it right now um yeah yeah so yeah so i figure we start with how did you get into freelancing um i would say accidentally to be honest um in terms of how I actually mm-hmm. got my first role, but I think it was always the plan because I, my, a friend of mine was a web developer um, mm. for many years and had his own company, and he was freelance and obviously earning ridiculous money and living abroad and doing all of this, like living the dream basically. And yeah, he was awesome. a freelancer, <laughs> and that's what you hear when you hear, when you hear freelancers. That's your first kind of thing. You're like, hold on a minute, people earn this yeah. and then get to live like this. So. Um, yeah. It was always the goal, but I presumed, as with everything in my iOS developer career, I presumed that everything was going to be five years later down the line than it actually ended up being. So mm-hmm. um, I, I applied for a job, and I thought I was looking for contracts for. A, was I? Uh, I think I wanted a contract, but I ended up applying for a permanent role um, at okay. a, a, an app agency in London. And I arrived, and I did the interview, and everything went reasonably well. We literally just sat on a sofa together he 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 had my laptop flicked through one of the apps i've been working on and said uh he leant over to me and he was like have you ever considered uh doing contracting <laughs> and okay. uh you're like yeah that's what i prefer <laughs> oh no wait uh no wait I, t- I tell a lie that's that i ruined that anecdote he turned over and said have you ever considered working permanent <laughs> oh, so it was for a, it was for a contract, <laughs> and I was and I thought I'd applied, and I'm pretty sure the recruiter had told me that it was for um for a permanent position, but it was actually okay. for a contract. So okay. I kind of somehow aced a contractor interview while being a relatively new permanent uh, person. Okay. It would have been my third permanent job that I'd had, maybe a, okay. a year and a half, maybe in. So yeah, in terms of becoming a freelancer that's how i did it i was faced with um i got another job offer working at the shard which was much too um businessy and corporate than what i wanted to do and that was for the amount of money that i initially thought was just unbelievable and then Uh i got this other offer contracting for five weeks um Uh and i turned down the shard offer and took the contract for five weeks instead just this massive lifetime shift you know i'm having to pay yeah i just bought a house um so 
Yeah, so Sally wasn't completely over the moon <laughs> about that, as you can imagine. But she yeah. trusted me. She's like, you've turned down how much money for five weeks' work? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, but fortunately, yeah, I did that. Um, and then, well, we can discuss the other roles a bit later, I guess. But in terms of how I got into it, that's how I got into so, it. And that, So, yeah. like, recap here, um, just because it's kind of confused me a little i want to make sure i got this right mm. so you had a full-time job like you were a full-time um, developer i was actually fired from a full-time job um, <laughs> okay. in, uh like towards the end of the year before okay so i spent i think i took christmas off and then spent the start of the year looking for work so it was and in then february you, and then interview. you got another job that was going to be full-time and you decided to take there was two competing offers one for a full-time job one oh, yeah. for a contract and you decided to take the contract instead yeah that's right so yeah exactly be- and it because, was because because you, you you realized that the full-time job would be not what you'd want to do it was um, not what i wanted to do and also i knew i really wanted to do contracting that that was the okay. thing it was kind of it was always a lifetime goal but i thought well i won't be able to even get past yeah. the interview stage of a freelancer yeah. for another few years at least and then all of yeah. a sudden i'd accidentally passed a, a freelance interview and, um, <laughs> and i thought it was too good an offer to turn down because once i had my foot in the door you yeah. can then kind of just try and get more and more and if all that fails you can always just go and get another full-time job yeah that's, like, that's, that's always kind of where my head's at i i you know what's funny is like when i oh gosh when i when i originally um like I was graduating with my master's degree in electrical engineering and I was I had taken an iOS class and I was like, oh, I could actually like develop iOS apps and like I try to go get contracts. I did for a while entertain the idea that maybe I could get enough contracts to live off of this. And so like I was I gotten one contract and uh, it was for uh, Donina County and it was so it was like government contract, which meant it took four ever for me to be able to get started like the contract oh. just forever to get to sign so right. by that by that point i needed a job and so I had, a, <laughs> I had taken a job with the navy and um but there was a point the you know that point in there i was like oh I, you know like i know people that like their entire job is like just putting apps on the app store and like they go get contracts and whatnot. I could do that too. So it's kind of the exact opposite of you. <laughs> I thought it was easier to do the freelance thing that that was like, you know, it's harder to get the full-time job in, you know, mo- in mobile development. And so hmm. I, plus, I, I mean, I guess I'm, in my sense, like I didn't get a computer science degree. So I figured, uh, you know, I wasn't going to be able to get a mobile developer job, but I should yeah. get an electrical engineer job. Um, and I also didn't know I really wanted to do it. I, but it was like like you, it was the dream to be able to own my own company and you know be my own boss. Uh, so, but yeah, I didn't think it would be easy at all. When when you were thinking of freelancing, though, were you thinking, ah, oh, okay, so because go- I think this is my initial thought as well. When you think of being an app developer, you're like, okay, mm. so what I do for a living is I ma- write my own apps, put m- put them on the app store, and then profit. Yeah, yeah like- <laughs> that was the thought. Yeah, and then you listen to ATP, and you're like, okay, that's n- that is well, like winning the that's lottery. Not yeah, yeah. You, you have to win the that. lottery slash uh, just come up with the right idea at the right time and yeah. also be like super motivated and excited and you know be the best at what and you somehow do. be able to you either have to work full time and then do your uh, freelancing yep. gig for free 
or yeah. you have no money <laughs> like at all so yeah that that yeah. job it was a bit of a shock really at first i think to mm-hmm. me when i realized that that wasn't really something people did like very yeah. few people do that Same here um yeah but um yeah so i yeah it, it quickly like dawned on me after that experience that like this is not doable like and so i actually almost thought that like the freelance you know freelance developer was a myth you know just like it, yeah. it, like people talk about it and that like it's it's some people can do it like the rare few can do it but in general like you're so much to, in my head it was like you're so much better off being full-time um which i'm i'm not necessarily not convinced of that anymore <laughs> like it's 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 still possible i think if you find the right full-time job like you could be you know very well off and be very happy with what you're doing um mm. but uh i agree with you though as as far as like desires of like what do i actually want in life being my own boss being able to work poolside you know (laughs) yeah from wherever um gosh that's 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 way up there i mean yeah i'd be working outside a lot more if it was actually more feasible because as soon as you kind of sometimes i go up to the uh estuary but you can't you find that you just can't see your screen but once screens get better in the light i think that'll be much nicer yeah, I've I've actually thought about like because I've got a nice patio. I thought about just like going out to the patio furniture and just working out there. Um, why I haven't yet is um, <laughs> I'm spoiled. I I've t- I've got two external monitors in my room, and so right. it's it's just so much easier to sit down and have all my screens than to just. I mean, I should I should probably every so often work outside. It just yeah, it's so nice. I find that oh. it's it's really nice. Unlike working full time when you're pretty much at the same desk at the same or, mm-hmm. or a shared desk every single day. Some days, so uh, today for instance, I spent my morning uh, in my office, like like have music on or podcasts on mm-hmm. or something, and just working away here. And in the afternoon, I came in, I had some meetings and things, so I just sat on my sofa and I stayed there for the rest of the day. Like, it yep. is less convenient using my laptop, but it sure. was. Um, it's 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 like you've changed your day entirely and it isn't it's not eight hours doing a single thing you can go to a coffee shop and work for a few hours you know yeah. it's it's actually i find that i do that quite a lot and you might you might be happy enough just at the in the one position but often you just find yourself oh, okay my laptop's next to my bed i'll do a couple of hours yeah. in my bed because you know <laughs> and, and it's and it's actually sometimes you get really productive even doing that i've done loads yeah. in those situations before it's nice i'll have to try that um i i haven't gotten out of my comfort zone of sitting down at my desk quite yet um but uh yeah i'll have to try that just like take my laptop to the couch you know take it outside just to change things up a bit because uh one of the things i have noticed is uh just the way i think about hours now um where when when i was working full time you know it's 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 almost like if I'm in the office, I'm working, right? Like there's yeah. that mentality. Since I have started doing freelancing, it's when I am working on a project, I am working. So it's like I'm always in the office, but <laughs> I'm only when I am actively sitting down Sorry, working um, on a particular I thing. I just I'm lost working, you, I'm afraid. Which is completely different than when I was in the office. Huh? Sorry, I lost you for a sec there, but I think I managed to get what you were saying. You cut out. Okay. 
Yeah, so it's like, uh, uh, you know, when, when, when I would be in the office, you know, at a full-time job, like, that's, as long as I'm there, <laughs> I'm, I'm quote-unquote yeah. working. Um, and then, like, I remember thinking this when I was, you know, I'd have discussions with other people about this, uh, about full-time work. Um, you, you're not actually working eight hours a day. You're probably getting five to six hours a day, right? Oh, I noticed this entirely when I went to Amsterdam the other day and people would walk up to me and they'd start talking about uh, a code review or something they were doing. Yeah. And it went on. And I was thinking, I'm not used to this. I'm used to just working for those like blocks of like four hours Mm -hmm. or so and not having any distractions other than what comes through in Slack. And I'm like, I'm being less productive now because of all these people around. Um, And maybe it balances out because it's also slightly less productive in terms of me contacting people on Slack isn't as good Mm -hmm. as just going and shake them on the shoulders and saying, I need help with this. So maybe it evens itself out. But I find the conversations you have at work are all times that I would otherwise just be working oh if yeah i was at home well and I'm, I'm still getting used to that because i still have you know co- old co-workers i used to work with and they'll ping me from time to time you know friends will text me and you know like uh we'll have conversations that are not work related and it's like okay well i can't build that out that you know that hour anymore that i just wasted the <laughs> conversation i mean i I like having conversations, you know me. Um, but, uh, you know, that's something I got to get used to is that anytime I get a distraction now, it's like, oh, wow, this this wrecked like a quarter of an hour. Like, I, I could have been working during that time. Yeah, yeah see, I think I'm a little bit more relaxed than you. Sorry, Janina. Um, I don't necessarily... <laughs> um, I, I'm kind of more less time focused than i am productivity focused Mm. i i I know i know what i need to do in a particular sprint and if i've had you know four crazy hours of absolutely head down got loads and loads of stuff down like stuff something Mm -hmm. that might have taken me like a day or two to figure out i've smashed then it's like i don't out but i don't kind of hour count too much i do Mm -hmm. try i do I genuinely do the right amount of hours, but I don't panic yeah. about it as much. Sometimes I'll work overtime. Sometimes I'll yeah. work under time and it kind of yeah. evens itself out. Um, yeah. So it really depends if you're in the flow yeah. that it's you, what you can't do in a nine to five job in most nine to five jobs is just stay there and working and you probably wouldn't That's want true. to, but in this job, yeah. if I'm in the flow, I can just stay and get yeah. things done into the evening and know that I could maybe have an hour less the day after or something like that. And it's just fully down to me to navigate that and make sure that I'm being yeah. productive. Yeah, that's something I'm, I got to get used to. And I guess it also depends on the kinds of contracts you have, too, yeah. right? Like, um, if you're contracted to get stories done and you're contracted for, let's say, 20 hours a week or 40 hours a week or whatever, um, you know, you you can gauge that time appropriately. Um, yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just... Uh, for me, it's like it's really changed the way I've I've thought about time and so, uh, how little time I actually spend working, which is <laughs> sad. Have <laughs> you, you started yeah. working earlier yet? What's your morning routine like? Uh, so that's something I need to start doing is wake up earlier because I've well, but then again, like with Lambda, I'm teaching the night classes, so <laughs> that will throw me off a bit because when I get done teaching a class. Uh, I have a ton of energy 
and so it's hard for me to go to sleep right away so it's like i need oh. to so like kind of wa- wind down huh what, what, what kind of times a night class then um i think my my classes are generally from 6 30 to 8 30 and then sometimes there'll be questions afterwards so i might get done around nine o'clock um but then like it'll take me like two hours to wind down from yeah. that or and i probably won't have eaten dinner too so i'll probably eat dinner somewhere around there which of course gives you energy so i'll probably get to sleep around midnight one o'clock on nights that i teach which means i can't wake up super early the next day because i really want to make sure i get at least eight hours of sleep um and then i typically go to the gym at noon which means you know if i wake up at like let's say i wake up at nine um uh, I got to get ready to leave for the gym around eleven thirty. That's not a whole lot of time to like eat breakfast and get started. You get maybe an hour in there, and then uh, I go to the gym. I get back. I got to eat lunch, and so I'm probably getting started at like one thirty two. Yeah, really two o'clock is generally when I get started in the afternoon again, <laughs> and then yeah, so it's like I okay maybe I can get five hours. If I'm working like with no breaks, wow, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah whereas this morning, like yeah, yesterday, I had uh, I maybe started about half nine, let's say, and today and today I started about ten to eight. I I, I just mm. had a good sleep and I was up in the morning. That's good. I had some bits yeah. that I need. Plus, I had some bits that I need needed to have done before, <laughs> ideally before stand up yeah. at eight forty five. So I'd yeah. done an hour work before stand up. Um, yeah. So. But yeah, in your situation, when you've got to do the night ones, you just have to base it all around your sleep, I guess. Because even if you mm-hmm. work, let's say, 1 p.m. till 9 p.m., that's a full day's work. That's probably more than a full day's work. Yeah. So, well, another thing is, too, like, my, my roommate will get back at, like, 6 o'clock or 5 or 6 o'clock after, you know, from work. And, like, that'll be a distraction. And, like, you know, I like hanging out with my roommate, too. So, um, yeah. So, so, that's one thing I need to figure out is, like, how to... Mm limit distractions and be okay with working you know and all that it's, plus i'm just enjoying the freedom too which is terrible like i <laughs> really enjoy, i'm enjoying the freedom maybe a little too much i think gym gym takes more time than i thought like i used to think okay i'll go, I'll go for lunch and go to gym but an hour yep. session with kind of traveling and getting all my bits together and Yep. and everything like that and maybe a shower depending on what you've done is yep. adds two hours easy like oh easily yeah so it, yeah i'll typically like start getting ready around eleven thirty. 30 the class so it takes 10 minutes or so to get to the gym and park and then you know want a few minutes to stretch ahead of time so uh, yeah so that's there and then it goes to one and then yeah i typically take a shower afterwards and then it's 15 minutes back so it's one thirty. so that's literally two hours right there <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's so i can imagine people listening to this <laughs> that are just thinking this is like the most first world problems episode i've ever heard oh in my life. it really is yeah well the fact yeah the fact that we can freelance is <laughs> is uh, a first world problem i guess uh, but these are all things that you just wouldn't necessarily ex- anticipate when you first start doing it and it's all stuff you mm-hmm. have to kind of it's, it's all important i think to address um yeah but we we are talking about freelancing though at the moment without from our both both of our perspectives as being a remote freelancing opportunity that's true but 90 percent of what i've done has been commuting every day as well yeah and desperately trying to get remote work wherever possible Um, yeah 
but I think I guess that's that's more of what we want to talk about. But yeah, there is there there, there aren't those concerns when for most freelancers having to just go into go into London and they work nine to five in an office and then come back just like any other job. But yeah. specifically, what we're talking about, I guess, is just remote working where there's no commute, which is incredible. We don't well, have to pay for commute. I'd say that's that's uh, the ideal, but you know, like I think you know. As I continue this journey, I'm probably going to have to pursue any and all contracts, right? Yeah. As a possibility. And I may have to drive into, say, Hollywood, which is like a an hour drive for me. Yeah. Which is crazy because it's like 10 miles away. <laughs> you cycle it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, get a motorbike. Um, Actually, I, I, would, I would definitely not do that. That would get killed. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, good no, to you know. still you still drive even though it takes a long time because that's how you get there safely. Oh man. Okay. It's a bit like, and yeah, even, a bit like and even then that's a risk. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. So, are you finding then uh, that you? Hang on a minute. I've lost my train of thought here. I wrote a few things down here about about commuting and the cost of commute because you can kind mm. of add that onto the amount of money um, yeah. that you otherwise would be making yeah losing having to commute out my commute is about five thousand pounds a year um mm-hmm. if i want to go just to get to london or so and then i usually just cycle from there yeah um yeah so i find yeah, that, I, yeah. well yeah it's interesting that's something that i'm still learning about too because like i i obviously don't commute anymore since i'm working at working from home which yes that is definitely money saved but i also wasn't commuting much when i was working for event farm oh, okay the the office was a mile away so oh, wow. I, I i could bike walk or you know take my car you've gone from a, or, like you know, a really easy to commute to zero commute altogether it's definitely one of the yeah. for me it's because uh, the nearest one yeah the nearest place you can do ios is in london for me so it's really a big deal not having to commute yeah time wise especially i've got gained back about three hours a day on average um yeah. so you think you'd have more time but the time just goes i don't know yeah. <laughs> like, it's so strange but it, it one, does one thing that was a big impact because when i would when when you're working nine to five right or the you know the the normal your typical work yeah. week right um i always felt so rushed to get to the office even though i mean i could have woken up earlier or whatever go to sleep earlier uh but i always ended up feeling so rushed to get to the office that like i wouldn't prepare meals or anything like that and so yeah. i'd get to the office and then i'd have to go get a lunch uh, which main street santa monica venice is is not the cheapest place to get a lunch so it's like the cheapest thing you can get is probably about 15 bucks um so i have i am saving an absolute mountain of cash by not eating out anymore yeah um, which is crazy that's amazing i'm also eating a lot healthier than i was yeah i think i heard you say to zach that's that's a really interesting uh a point that you would never you're probably healthier now that you're mm-hmm. physically healthier and yeah probably mentally happier um how about uh kind of communication with people do you because you're teaching so do you not get the mm-hmm. feeling of i don't get to see or speak to people all day or do you still have that that you don't have that in-person contact so I, that hasn't hit me yet i know i've heard that a lot from freelancers uh that 
In fact, the two of my coworkers before I left Event Farm, we got them from freelancing. So they came from freelancing. They wanted to get a full-time job because and they, in both cases, their reasoning was to be around people again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I haven't felt that yet. Um, and I think you're right. I think part of it is the fact that like I am teaching. So at least two times a week, I'm in front of a camera talking to people. Um, I mean, I'm doing the podcast still, so I get a chance to talk to you, talk to Zach. Um, so that's the interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've actually been doing a lot of stuff on the weekends uh, with other friends. So, and I've got a roommate. So, oh wow, wow, I, yeah, it I actually like haven't, it. yeah. It might yeah. not hit you. I it might not hit you for a long time. Yeah, yeah. If so we'll all. see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and I've never really. I will say this in my career, um, except for uh, the you know the two years I had with Raghav, um, I really haven't had that uh, that development team that you know you feel Mm. um because it was just just me and raga for a while there and a lot of times we'd be working on different projects too so it's like i would work on my project and he'd work on his project so um i didn't i did absolutely enjoy that time that i had with him but uh most of the time i've always worked on my own projects anyways uh so i'm kind of curious if a lot of people just miss the team aspect of of working on mobile develop mobile apps yeah i think i do and i do a little bit i i I am quite i'm quite a bit of a loner anyway i've always been able to entertain myself um Mm -hmm. even just growing up just give me a computer and i'm I'm happy (laughs) and um yeah so i think my personality works really well having not having to be around people but i do absolutely love being around people at the same time Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. obviously in the right environments so when i worked for Domino's, there was about eight people we were all freelancers everyone was kind of on the top of their games and it was just a great fun environment and we all kind of enjoyed being there and having really interesting conversations and when i went to see janina and that we went out in the evening we went out for like a team meal in the evening, which was great. It was just wine and the conversation was flowing. And the, yeah. the next evening we went to a meetup. So we were there with about a hundred other iOS developers. Well, I think, nice. uh, which had about one woman in it, which was a bit of a shame, but there you go. Which was like, Janina was like the only girl there. Um, oh, geez. I think yeah. maybe, maybe one other, but it could have been a guy with long hair. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, so I, I just really enjoyed, we went out to lunch a few times and just having that, after months of not having contact and not having new conversations with new people, that's what yep. I kind of missed a bit. So it was great, but I think I've got the perfect balance now. So once every so often I'll spend a week with people and then I get to go back to my <laughs> office with, with my perfect setup, which is one thing you don't get to have in the <laughs> office. I've got a 5k, a 4k and a 16 inch laptop on its way. So, <laughs> um, that is definitely a plus that we haven't spoken about. You can have your perfect setup. I've got a standing desk. Mm-hmm. I've got home pods. Um, you, yep. you don't get to choose that when you're in an office. You got this horrible air conditioning or something like that. There's always issues, isn't there? Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I've I've known people that have gotten better setups in their office than they have at home um, because, like, they're they work for like a, a company that's willing to pay for you know whatever they want. But, um, yeah, no, it's, there's something about being at home where it's like I can play my music. I don't have to worry about, like, bothering people around yeah. me. Um, 
yeah because that, that was always a, a point of contention in, in our office is like people like different music and so if somebody's playing you know their playlist is it bothering somebody else and you know so somebody yeah. puts on headphones and like well the sales guy is in the other room yelling at a client for whatever reason <laughs> yeah. and so it's like uh you know can you concentrate yeah you don't have to worry about that here yeah i've i i crank my well the home pods are super loud but i have them like just to the point of being maybe a bit too loud and just really enjoy <laughs> myself i the on on yeah. uh on the apple music you can just play my you can just say play my station and it will just play yep. the entire day and it's fantastic it's always choosing good songs yep. it's not always songs that you know so you can add new stuff yep. it's it's great yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, I, I, I forgot you could do that because I've been choosing more stuff. I, I need to probably like my, my, my music taste has changed quite a bit in the last two years, and it still like plays music that I liked before that, which is great. I still like that music. It's just like I, I gotta like change up my playlists. Like, what genres have you lost? And uh, not to go too much off the off the, <laughs> off the track <laughs> out of interest. What what genres have gone and what have come? Uh, so I, I still like listening to rock and ska and punk and whatnot, yeah. but I've drifted more into EDM and, oh, uh, yeah, I know, remember. yeah, trance and, and house and progressive house. Oh, so blimey. it's like, I want to start listening to more of that. Cause especially when I am programming, like that helps me because it generally doesn't have words. Whereas like rock and punk and ska, it's all words and it makes me want to like sing along with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that when I'm writing code. <laughs> You'll end up writing the lyrics into into the copy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas like if it's something trancey, you know, it's like it's got a good beat, so it's got me kind of moving around a little bit and but you know, I can focus on the code. Yeah, it's nice to have a bit of a shuffle, like a like a little bit of a dance as you code in. And just kind yeah. of you can nod oh, along yeah. that you can't do in an office. Yeah, that's your exercise for the day too. Yeah. Know, if you can't make it to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I do do some stretches in between builds and things like just yeah. like sort my calves out, maybe squat a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, I will definitely do that. I absolutely do that. <laughs> All right, um, I think we're running a little low on time, so I want to ask you a few other questions. Oh, okay, yeah. um, uh, if you were to go back to when you first started freelancing, hmm. uh, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, that's that's a difficult uh, <laughs> curveball of a question. <laughs> um, I don't know really. I, I kind of, I've never really had an issue with with contracting. I, there, there isn't, there hasn't been too much to learn that I didn't already assume, <laughs> which seems mm, a bit okay. maybe arrogant. But I kind of, it, it's it, contracting is relatively easy to quantify and that you don't really pick too much up as you go along as such and i guess i've only just started working remote and all my other contracts have been exactly the same which is a few days in the office a couple of days at home gotcha um i guess i was a lot more stressed out when my first contract once it it was a more stressful workplace but also i think i I looked at the, the the day rate and i'm like oh my god I need to be the best developer in the world here. Like I'm getting paid so much money. Not, you know, little did I know people were on maybe double the money I was on. Yeah, yeah. But there is that moment when you first start thinking, this, this can't be right, you know. Because <laughs> yeah. the imposter syndrome when you start earning day rates is a lot higher than when you're working full-time. You're kind of expected to just yeah. be able to get go in and pick things up and... Yeah. Um, yeah. There wouldn't have been much I can tell me about myself about that. It would just just get to it and keep your head down and work work as hard as you can. Really. Um, 
Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a difficult question, really. I do have a bunch of uh, cons I can list out for you, though, but I can do that in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about we do that? Yeah, what, what are the, okay? So we talked about a lot of the positives of freelancing. You just mentioned a bunch of positives too. Um, what are the negatives of pre- freelancing? Okay, so here's the ones I could think of, kind of in an order. So. Um, the work's inconsistent. Uh, maybe not in your case with Lambda, but if you're just freelancing doing what I'm doing, I'm working full-time for a short amount of time and then I'm out of work. Um, yep. So this this year I spent about three... Well, it, I, I, was, I went six or seven months without pay this month, this year. Wow. Um, and one, one of those months was after my wedding, which was intentional. Or no, before my wedding, yep. which was intentional. And then yep. I tried to get a job when there was no jobs available. So it took months to get this role. Um, yeah. That's not ideal. Because uh, then, <laughs> yeah, because uh, you yeah. also, when you start working, you have to wait like like four or eight weeks before you get paid again. Um, yep. So I completely run out of money. Um now, so that that's a downside, is that you, it's mm-hmm. just not secure work. Um, you don't get to be as picky with the roles, which we've touched on. You might have to do something you hate. Um, yep. People, like, if you go into jobs you love, they're very bittersweet because you're going to eventually not be working with these people again. Um, yep. I think that's, that's the hardest one. When I had to leave Domino's and it was all these people that I really got on with and I enjoyed the work there, but the, the permanent offer that they kind of were hinting at giving me was, w- wouldn't have been able to justify it in terms of how much money yeah. I'd be losing. Um, yeah. Then... Yeah, I mean, just just in general, c- communication is a challenge. It's not too... You can overcome it, but just getting... We've spoken about it already. Just getting answers as quickly as you need isn't as easy. And as we've already spoken about, just not having that human interaction can suck depending on your circumstances. Mm-hmm. But th- those, are the, those are the biggest ones, but they don't necessarily outweigh the happiness of, yeah, as you say, being your own boss, yeah. earning good money, yeah. And yeah, and just being in charge of your own own life, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, last last question. Yeah. Do you recommend freelancing? I think I recommend freelancing for a certain part of someone's life. I don't think I'm going to be doing it forever. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it suits me perfectly at the moment where my where my goal is just get as much experience as you can, which we haven't really touched on. Going from mm. going from app to app is incredible. You pick you meet loads of different people, you learn a different skill yeah. from every developer you work with in these companies. You get to see all these different architectures. Um but then eventually you might just want to go full time job at a really, really nice company that you want to stay with forever. Yeah. It depends on where you are in your career. I think yeah, maybe like five or ten years time I'll go back I'll find a company that I love and stay there. I might even stay at Adidas if they make me an offer. Don't don't <laughs> tell them that, Janina. <laughs> keep, keep, keep me keep me contracting as long as possible, please. But um, yeah. yeah, so that's the sort of company I would work for full time. Yeah. So I don't know if, if you, yeah, that's, if you that's want money and experience. That's really interesting you say that. Um, the program that I went into when I worked for the U.S. Navy, um, they actually forced us to do something like that, where we, we had to work many different jobs uh, when we came in. Like a, one organization hired us, and they wanted us to work there, but we were required in the first year to work at three to four different places. Oh, wow. And, yeah, just to force you to try different things because – their thought was if you find a place that you want to work you will do better work for the navy <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. And so like that's kind of what you're saying is trying a bunch of different things can really help, you know, narrow down what you want to do instead of taking the first full time job that you come across and say, oh, this is the best there can be, you know. This is, that's just the way it is. That's the way life is. You know, it's, think, it's nice to be able to try a bunch of different things first. Yeah, I think I would still probably be at uh, where I did the Domino's app. I'd probably have stayed mm-hmm. there and never yeah. have experienced this one that I'm on now, which is a much yeah. more kind of it's a bigger team it's a bit more exciting mm. and uh, and it's fully remote and i wouldn't have had that if i just said okay yeah okay i'll work full time this is the best it can be so yeah I, yeah I definitely can back that up that's a that's a fair point i think give it yeah i think it's worth for everyone if if you, if, if anyone likes the sound of what we've been talking about um which mm. i imagine they do i think i think it probably does sound like a good option for a lot of people um you can give it a go and then if you don't like it start applying for full-time jobs again they've all there's always full-time yeah. jobs yeah that's true there are yeah cool yeah all right well, i think that wraps up unless there's anything more you want to add i will i will glance over at my uh at my thing um yeah what one thing i'll tell you what one answer to your question would be would be to develop like do your development how the team wants to develop their work. We've had we've had some uh, interesting things with, with the team we're in where it's some people would prefer to do things their way. And it's like if you're a freelancer, you go in and you follow the iOS lead and you suggest where necessary improvements that you might want to see with architecture and things like that. But other than that, you need to change your style of development for the company that you're working for, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. so if they say we do it like this we we structure our code in this way we use subclasses instead of like composition and things like that you just do it so you, mm-hmm. you don't get to be a freelancer and do the code the way that you think's best you do it the way that the, the is best for the app and is best for the team i call it path of least resistance programming <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so, what, yeah. what's kind of neat about that is it also teaches you a bunch of different ways to do things too that you, maybe you wouldn't have tried before absolutely yeah janina's a bit more old school she she really she's from the objective c world there's a lot more mm-hmm. subclassing so it's taken me a big kind of learning curve to remember how to do subclassing again rather than just yeah. using a putting everything in a protocol and i've yep. not complained i have just gone this is a good learning experience i'm going to start yep. doing it like this and it's been it's yep. been interesting and i've enjoyed it that's cool yeah there you go. Cool. So that's, yeah, that's the last point. All right. <laughs> cool. Well, um, we don't have any shout outs this week because it looks like our aggregator is broken. So, um, yeah, if uh, I'll just, this will be the second weekly reminder. If any of you out there uh, could give us a hand uh, and uh, just send us, uh, particularly if you haven't left a review, if you could leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app and then tweet at us that you did that and what country uh, you did that from, uh, be great. Uh, a great test to see if our aggregator actually does work. It seems like it kicks off every Sunday. And it also seems like it's not working. Um, and so we'll have to go find a different one because uh, we're paying for it. <laughs> yeah, that's, pretty, that's pretty bad. You need your money back for the last week or yeah. so. Exactly. So uh, if anybody out there could do that for us, that'd be awesome. Uh, thank you. Was it? Uh, yeah, Jason. Thank you, Jason, for, for doing that for us, for updating your review. Uh, so really kind of let us know that it's probably not working, but uh, we could use a little bit more evidence. It'd be great. So 
Um, yeah, just let us know. Yep. And I think, yeah, thank you everyone for coming by. Thank you, Century, for sponsoring us, and we'll see you next week. Cheerio. It's such a good feeling to be at the end. A happy feeling that there may have been a mistake or two. So we'd like to hear from you. Twitter's great. Breaker might beat it. Email's fine, but we rarely read it. But we love five-star reviews. And we promise to mention you. So get a pen and write this down. (laughs) Just kidding. Who's got pens around? Still, they'd love to hear from you. Steve Berard and Zach Belgu. Tweet at Zach and have some fun. Messages a little too long. There's FiresideSwift at gmail.com and FiresideSwift.com. FiresideSwift.com. Uh, so you went to a rock concert. I, I saw that. Oh God, yeah, that was uh, during my friends and I. We have like a Christmas do every year, just like just the five five of us. It's uh-huh. uh, four of us from the band, and then our old band manager as well, who also used to be a bassist and guitarist for years in various bands. So ruckus crowd is what you're saying? Well, not yeah, well, not really. <laughs> we're, we're basically like we're all really chilled now. So in the morning we were playing. We started at ten o'clock in the morning, and we uh-huh. got home about three in the morning. So uh-huh. we. Uh, we, we we were playing past the parcel in the morning, <laughs> and that? we had like you don't you don't have that parcel. over there. Is that like past passing the mail? Is that passing mail around and like have you, to you open never it? heard of it? Right? Um, no, not at all. Like it's oh, it's amazing. Well, it's not, but we it's the sort of games that kids will play. Well, it's designed just for kids. But I thought we'll have like a proper condensed kids Christmas in about three hours <laughs> in the morning, but with beers and stuff. Okay, it, well, no, just let's stick to the one thing at first. What is <laughs> past the parcel? Pa- no, past the parcel, because that's how Parse the parcel? Are you doing Swift <laughs> Jason parsing? decoding. Yeah, J- um, yeah, Jason decoding with your friends <laughs> in a band? We could, most of them are developers, so we probably could do that. They, oh, uh, yeah, it's, everyone knows it over here. So basically, you, you get a present, and you wrap it, and then you get another present and stick it next to it and wrap the two together, and then wrap three together, four together, five, as, as many as layers you want. I think I had about six layers of presents all wrapped <laughs> together in one big, heavy parcel by the end of it. Um, and then and the, the last one is the really is like the best present and you play music and the music plays and you start passing the parcel around one and then the other and then the music will just stop and when it stops everyone cheers because that person then gets to open the first layer of present and then the music continues and that continues until uh until it gets down to the last one and the and the good present has opened at the end gotcha that's okay that's Interesting. That's similar to a game that I play with my family. Um, 
except ours is just more brutal uh, and chance based. Um, <laughs> so well. uh, the, the the goal or like the the idea is like so there is a present and it has been wrapped several times. So it's one present. It's not multiple presents. It's Ooh, one present. Right. See, so only get right. Yeah. Yeah. Only once. So only one person wins in this game. And, well, I thought, uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, and it, it's it's been wrapped many times, and including with like packing tape and like it's it's designed. It's, <laughs> it's really difficult. hard to open. Yeah, oh, very difficult. No. To open. <laughs> then um, you, uh, the active player, um, has it has to be wearing the Santa hat and two oven mitts, and um, <laughs> then that they yep. And then they're frantically trying to open the present. So whoever opens the present gets it. Okay, so that's the goal here. Now, while that the active player is trying to open the present, the next player is rolling a pair of dice. As soon as they get any double, any doubles, then they call it, and the active player must hand the oven mitts and Santa hat to them. And then the the next player, the one that had rolled the doubles, then has to frantically put on the Santa hat and the the oven mitt gloves because they're not allowed to start opening the present until <laughs> they have both sets of gear on. Um, and then they just frantically try to open the present again, while the next player d- around the table starts rolling. Desperately dice. tries to roll a double yep. as quick as possible. And what ends with up a single dice. What ends up happening is oftentimes you'll get like. Three people rolling uh, doubles like in a row while somebody's trying to put on the oven mitt. So they have to like throw the oven mitts and, and Santa hat across the table to the next person. <laughs> and like, and then somebody will just like be rolling, yeah, just rolling, rolling, rolling. Can't get doubles for the life of them. And somebody's just like ripping at this present for like a minute and a half. It's it's a blast. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. my God. That sounds incredible. I wish I'd knew, known about this before. We could have totally yeah. done that. It's a great game. <laughs> is it a common game? Is it, is it or is it just your family that do it? So I thought it was just my family, and then I was at my gym's Christmas party, and I guess somebody else's family does it because they did it there. I was like, oh, oh wow. I love this game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you get yeah. good at it? Is it possible to be good at? It is possible. There, there is definitely technique to it because I mean, it's oven mitts, right? Like, so you, you have to like get some sort of traction on opening yeah the 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 thing and like oftentimes like i said my family will use packing tape and just like wrap the entire like a layer with packing tape and so you've got to like find a seam and just use raw strength to like rip it open that's like what you have to do but you have only a few seconds to probably get that. <laughs> and there's lots of layers. So once you've done one layer, it might, you know, there might be there a whole might new be, one yeah. to go and do. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Wow, brilliant. Well, for next Christmas, I'll remember to do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we did, oh yeah, so we did that. Um, and then we, you know, had food and everything. We went and played uh, mini golf at a local mini golf place. Oh, I um, love mini golf. It's great fun, isn't it? But they, but by the time we got round, what I had booked two court, two uh, kind of laps of different courses. By the time mm-hmm. we got round the first one, it was filled up with about eighty children, eighty kids between <laughs> about four and twelve, and it was just it was too much for us, and we ended up. I'd say that fits that fits the theme, though, right? 
It was yeah, Children's but they were Christmas. running over the course and everything. It was just this that, is, you're you know, supposed what? you're supposed to mimic them. That's that was the whole point of the day, right? It's like no, we're not here to have fun. This is a serious <laughs> game of mini golf we're having. <laughs> so it was yeah, it was it was horrible. Like and and, it, and you're giving adults golf clubs around all these annoying children, and it's just like this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it That's was okay awesome. until they started running on the courses with us, like running yeah. in front of us while we're while we're trying to putt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, it was just a whole day <laughs> of those sort of things. We ended up at a, uh, Guns Two Roses, a uh, a local Guns and Roses cover band, and that, that was gotcha. really awesome. Like Slash was awesome, so I thought that was really cool. Um, a few Spinal Tap moments, and then just back for for Home Alone until about two in the morning, I think. Um, and ordered some pizza. Yeah, it's awesome. Really good. Sounds nice. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's somehow in that you lost your voice so we couldn't record yesterday. Yeah, it's uh, it's better now, I'd say. It's not 100%, <laughs> but I can't... I tried my best not to say anything. People were speaking to me, and I was going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, at the gig. <laughs> but, you know, people try and have conversations, so you end up shouting. <laughs> I didn't sing along with any of the songs. Um, <laughs> do you have just, so like, a delicate... Do you have just a delicate voice, or... Yeah, no, yeah, but, I'd yeah. lose my voice at the drop of a hat, really, if I go out and say more than a few words. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I take it I you weren't the lead singer of your band. Uh, <clears throat> no, I, I, no, I stayed completely quiet. I was just, <laughs> just playing playing guitar at the back, enjoying my, enjoying myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how I go about doing podcasts. I've just got lots of water and tea and things to keep my throat going. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, you got to build up that that voice. You know, be able to like, it doesn't matter. Like, unless unless you have bronchitis. I mean, that one kind of took me down. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so. I, I'm lucky I can come on today, really. But I, I feel I was also. It was mostly yesterday. It was less about the voice and more about being completely shattered, just falling. I was telling you I was working on Xcode and I'd hit build and run and then fall asleep and then I have it so it plays a noise when the app first loads its oh, first feed load and then that would wake me up and I would crack on. <laughs> this is why you're getting a new computer, right? Because uh, it takes so long for you to compile anything. <laughs> it of like four minutes from a fresh build, I think. Which, which isn't it's, the worst, but I guess that's not that bad for like some projects. If it's a like if it's from a clean, if, if not, we only look you only look at about thirty forty seconds. But yeah. if I've only changed a string or something, then it's a real pain in the ass. Um, one thing that I do that I keep forgetting that you can do is you can put um, code in breakpoints. Have you ever done that? You can just uh, yeah. And I actually quite I used to do it all the time on Dominoes where the the app took ages to load. So. While it's running, mm-hmm. you can change the code that it's running and, and test things like that. So I need to start doing that a bit more, I think, even with the new machine. Yeah, I, I've forgotten that you can do that. I will use PO, like printout, um, but that only works if you're in debug mode. So like every so often I'll forget I'm like testing the production version. And, of course, it's, uh, uh, what's that called, uh, compiled with, ah, uh, uh, oh, what do they call it? What's that, sorry? Uh, you, well, you know, like when you you run your code in debug mode, so you're like you're running like a pre live version of your code, like that's fine um, when yeah. you're running an Xcode. But um, oftentimes, I will be running the um, production version, like like let's say I'm trying to hunt oh, down yeah. a bug, right? And that's uh oh, it's that's uh, cool. What it's not I, called production. Yeah, but like I'm trying to think, like it's compiled with like it's optimized. There, that's the word I was looking for. Oh, optimized. okay. 
you're big help then um yeah i'm not i haven't really worked too much with that to be honest it's all good it's all good I don't, uh, I don't get yeah pumped. like what when it's optimized for for production um oftentimes things don't work like core data like it's it's all messed up when you you've got optimized code it's like you, you, uh, you put in a break break point it you won't necessarily have the variables there when it stops because it's Ooh. been optimized and so or like the, the names have been changed or something so it's like you try to print out a variable name or uh the value of a variable at a certain time it may not work and so it's just like i i don't know i i tend to rely on print statements because those always work well, that's probably actually uh, quite useful for people to know because that's not something I was really aware of. I very rarely run in production. So, yeah, that's news to me. Yeah. Um, and also, so t- yeah, yeah. Go I was going to say, do you think people know know about the fact that you can just inject code while your app's running? Because um, I've just opened up Xcode. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And it's, you go, you add a breakpoint, you add... Mm action debugger command and you type expression and then anything you write after the word expression will run like a line of code um and then you tick the automatically continue after evaluating actions at the bottom and then it will just run the code as normal without stopping your code and it will just put that line in for you which is you can add print statements also into that so you can yeah i remember somebody telling me about that and i completely forgot about that so i'm gonna try that next time i run into one of those issues where it's like optimized and whatnot um because yeah my my typical go-to is hit just throw in a breakpoint once it stops there go down to the terminal and just type po and then whatever variable name i want do you ever um, use the variables inspector on the, on the left hand side? Yeah, sometimes that doesn't work either. Like, like yeah. you can't necessarily read it too. It's not always human readable. So that's <laughs> why I like PO, like PO, and then just like give me the array, right? And I just want to yeah. see the array or dictionaries or something like that. Like, yeah, I just want to see that. Um, yeah, these, these are all things I've learned on the job as well. I think I, I had no idea about PO when I started working, even as a contract yeah. iOS developer. As soon as I came into it, it was one of the first jobs. They were just, oh, just PO it or like just PO it, yeah. and I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so I had to get someone to explain to me what that meant. Uh, Paul, Paul Hudson gave me a bunch of crap once we uh, Zach and I had an early, early episode. I think it was like I don't know, like ep- within episode five, it was like you know one of the first five. We did an episode on like debugging, and I was like, oh, I just throw print statements everywhere. And, uh, oh. yeah, yeah, Paul Hudson gave us a bunch of well, particularly me, a bunch of crap. He even made a uh, a framework um, <laughs> designed to throw <laughs> print statements, like automatically throw print statements in every function you create. <laughs> Oh my god, does that exist? Yeah, uh, I'll oh. find it again. Sometimes that'd be really helpful. It's called Sharpshooter, I think. Nice. Yeah. A few times I've had to go through um, code and just add a breakpoint. Except when you're getting really desperate and you've got to put a breakpoint in every single function just to see what <laughs> what's getting yep. called and in what order. <laughs> so here we go. It still exists. Uh, it was made, made for two, Steve. two years ago, so that makes sense. Uh, made by uh, Two Straws, whoever that is. Um, <laughs> Sharpshooter is an Xcode extension for Swift developers who like to debug code by inserting print statements. 
everywhere, which is totally (laughs) not you, right? (laughs) The name comes from a joke about a Texas sharpshooter who fires gunshots at the door of a barn, then draws a target around the biggest cluster of his hits and claims to be a sharpshooter. A pretty accurate (laughs) analogy for finding bugs using print, I think. Uh, So he's made this almost as as an ironic ironic library. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely an ironic but library. It works. it works, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> not no, how, I, not how I, This is not how I debug, Paul. It's not how I debug. <laughs> oh, God. It'd be great I if it really took off. I strategically place my print statements. I'm going to give it some stars. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> oh, uh, dear. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So that's that's that. Ding! That's for that's for Mr. McSwiftface. <laughs>